world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. <laughs> we need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, as I said before we went live, I did premeditated gluttony yesterday, premeditated gluttony, and uh, suffering for it today. And I, I'm figuring that I might as well just go all weekend and glutton, my, glutton myself out and then go on a diet. Get ready. We're going to do some communion here in a second. Got that up on the list. But I got a, a couple of things I want to make sure I take care of. Jonathan, throw that picture up there. I, my wife made me feel really, really guilty yesterday, and she should have. She said, you guys remember yesterday during the show, I said, Jonathan, are you married? And my wife said, you, you don't even know if Jonathan's married? Said, What's wrong with you? You don't even know? I said, no, I, I didn't even know. Well, there he is. Look at that guy. That's Jonathan. What are the names of those kids, Jonathan? Naomi, Ayla, and Owen. And your wife's name? Brittany, hey, Brittany, thanks for letting Jonathan get up early in the morning and do this. And Naomi, and I forgot them already. Naomi, Atla, no, not, not Atla. Ayla and, and Owen. There's your daddy smiling up there without headphones on. Jonathan, I'm sorry I didn't know you had a family. You got a beautiful family. God bless you, man. God bless you. And then, Jonathan, throw up that picture uh, of, uh, where is it? Yeah, yeah. 44 years ago today. Now, I got to ask you something. Was she a looker or what? Huh? Was she a looker? And as, as before we get into communion and all that stuff, I just, uh, we, had a, we had a great big, we had a, we had a lot of people over last night, family and all that stuff. And I'm just telling you, man, talk about a patriarch, matriarch, right? There's a matriarch. That girl never quits. She's the glue behind me. Boy, she was pretty, wasn't she? With big eyebrows. The glue behind me. She's the she's the clutch on my plans. When I get gone, she pushes the clutch in. She's uh she stands at the door and she guards me against any wicked thing that's trying to enter. She's my conscience. She's my lover. She's my she just um she's just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. 44 years. 44 years. And it's funny, we were going through the we were going through the pictures of uh, I just wedding the, the album. We got one of those, it's, you know, you charge all that money for wedding albums and never look at the pictures, you know what I'm talking about. And so she flopped that thing out, and I'm looking in there today. And God, you know, most of the people who were in my life 44 years ago, those who were in my wedding, then I don't even know where they are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I said, who was that again? Who was that again? Because we go through phases in our life. I don't know if you guys realize that, that maybe the friends you have today aren't the same ones you had 10 years ago. Certainly went to ones you had 20 years ago. And some of you, maybe not even the same friends you had a year ago. And uh, it's just it's just a, a reality. And I just thank God every day, honor my wife every day for, I, I'm just telling you. Amen. Just, uh, what a, what a, 
what a chick I got there. And uh, love, I love Michelle. My birthday's, uh, what is today? Friday, my birthday's Sunday. I'll be 71. We, we pack it all together. Kennedy got killed, Thanksgiving, anniversary, birthday. We pack it all together. So praise the Lord for all that. Got all that. Let me get, let me get that out. We're going to do communion here. And I, I feel like I've got one more thing I'm supposed to say before we get rolling here. Bear with me a second. Uh, I showed dad. I showed dad. Got dad. Got dad. Did dad. Okay, I'm going to. Hey, I, I don't know about you guys. The last couple, three shows, they've been unbelievable. What? Hey, Jonathan, my wife said, would you please acknowledge Jonathan and her and his family? So she was late getting in. She was getting, Michelle, we already did that. Come here, Matthew, I want to see you. Yeah, come over here real quick, real quickly. Come on. You guys don't mind if she looks kind of frazzled here in the morning, do you? Come on over here. She looks frazzled. She doesn't look like that on the screen. Morning. Good morning. I love, her. I love her and she loves me. That's a song, isn't it? I love her and she loves me. Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? Oh my god. We're goodness. a happy family. The last couple we of shows. are a happy family. We're a happy family, man. There's you know, people like coming to our house because there's an unbelievable anointing of love here. That sounds crazy. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. You walk in our house, there's something happens. Everybody feels it. They don't know what it is, but everybody feels it. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit and the love that Michelle and I have for one another. There's no dissension in this home on anything at all. We don't let it. We we don't let it in the door. Now we. She has an opinion. I have an opinion. But we don't. Let, we don't let it in. Don't let that in the door. Don't let that in the door. Once that thing gets in the door, baby, that that dude's hard to get out. Hard to get out. Anyway, that show with Doctor Frank. Do you guys know? Folks, do you know that you guys kept Dr. Frank in it? That would have been the longest ever. He uh, he got disconnected. He had to go. I left at 926. Two and a half hours that guy gave to us, and he would have given us more and more and more. Now, I want you all, if your mind was blown by the information Doc, uh, Dr. Frank presented, I want you to say, wow. Go ahead and say it right now. Wow. 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 Okay, that's good. Wow, huh? Wow. Wow. With the information he presented. And we're going to have him back on. He was he was really, really gracious, and I appreciate that. And then yesterday on the Mason's land, and Sheila home piped in, and oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Uh, <clears throat> take that picture off. I mean, we're beautiful, she and I, but that's, that's enough of that up there. But uh, I don't know if you guys know this. This sounds braggadocious. There's an unbelievable anointing on this show. I'm telling you. A, a behind the scenes, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lie smasher behind this. I can't believe some of the stuff that the Holy Spirit gives me, even in the middle of the show. I can't believe some of the information the Holy Spirit gives you, even in the middle of the show. And you can say what you want. I'll say what I, I, I don't know of anything like it. I don't know of any show anywhere like it. And I just thank God for all of you being out there and standing with us and fighting with us. And Joe's going to lead us here in community here in just a second. Betty's got her hand up for something there. Come on in, Betty. Yeah, quickly. Uh, happy birthday. Happy anniversary. And Monday night, Dr. Frank is in. 
St. Clairsville, Ohio, 630. Uh, Monday night, Monday night. Dr. Frank will be in, I'll, I'll get, I'm going to get down there, Betty. I'll do everything I can do to get down there. That's my anniversary. No, my anniversaries. When is my anniversary? Ohio State games tomorrow. I think my anniversary is, I think my anniversary is next game. I got, I got some great stuff for you today too. Unbelievable stuff. Joe, go ahead and uh, lead us in communion here, brother. Lord, we just saw, we just honor you this morning, Lord, as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We thank you that uh, we can be thankful, and we thank, we're thankful for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name. Go ahead, Joe. Hi, Coach. Morning. Um, and Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Yes. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Wow. That's a mouthful, Joe. Yeah. It's huge. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wow. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Nope. But that the world through him yeah. might be saved. Wow, thank you, Lord. So it's a rescue action, Coach. Yeah, it was. A rescue mission. That he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. How about because that? he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Pretty clear, brother. It's pretty clear. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light. Don't they because, ever, Joe? Huh? Yep. Because their deeds were evil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Oh, they don't want their deeds exposed. That's why they hate the truth. Now I'm now I'm putting it together, Joe. Keep going. He that, that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Amen, man, oh man. Can you imagine people? Can you? Isn't the Bible deep? The Bible is so deep. Do you know why people don't believe the Bible? Because they don't read it. Not only, not only don't they read it, they don't really meditate on what the words say. Huh? Oh, man. Of course, you need the Holy Spirit to be able to see, understand them, don't you? I'm sorry, Joe. I'm all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Let's do a short prayer. You can Give do a long one if you want. Joe, you can do a long one if you want to. All right. I'll do a long prayer. <laughs> I'll just <get> <laughs> You're allowed to laugh. Uh, we're allowed to laugh during communion, aren't we? Uh, we're allowed, uh, we're allowed. Go ahead. Uh, Heavenly Father, on this morning after Thanksgiving, we start the day in gratitude, being grateful for all that you have done for us, especially for what we have just read that you, that we worship a God who gave his only begotten son Wow! that we who believe in him may have eternal life 
it's amazing, Lord, and we cannot really comprehend it. But we try, and we are grateful. And so we are all across this great nation that you have built. And we are in challenging times, Lord. We know that you are about to flip the table over. Amen. And to take over the game, because it's your game, Lord. It's not the enemy's. It, and we thank you that we need not fear, need not be afraid. For we are commanded not to fear. But we are learning walk by faith and not by sight, Lord. And we are grateful for communion. It helps us have a little bit of remembrance for what was done and what the, what the price of our freedom really is. And so, Lord, please bless this bread and this drink representing our body and of the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for us and sacrificed for us. And, and Lord, forgive us our sins and transgressions as we, as we consider ourselves in this act of communion. Bring us cleansing to your sight, Lord. And, and Lord, be with us this day and this weekend that we may be always grateful always filled with the love you would have us be filled with in Jesus name we pray amen amen for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus Christ the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death we come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. For as often as you drink, eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, everybody. Blessings, Joe. Sorry you're out there in California. <laughs> yeah, well. Clean that place up for us, will you? Yeah. <laughs> You're my best coach. Amen. So, so hey, here's a Buckeye. Oh, my goodness. It's probably hard for you to see. Everybody know what a Buckeye is? It's a little nut. So the Ohio State Buckeyes played Michigan this weekend. It's, you know, Ohio shuts down. Basically, Ohio shuts down. Noon. And a Buckeye, if you ever see, hey, Johnny, I see how quick you are. Pull a picture of Brutus Buckeye real quick. Just type in Brutus Buckeye. 
Because whenever you watch Ohio State Buckeyes, they got this guy running around with his funny hat on. That's Brutus. It's a Buckeye. It's a Buckeye. Do you see it? You get it? So the Ohio State Buckeyes, it's a nut. Buckeyes are nuts. All right, Johnny, good job. Good catch, man. What's, what's your son's name? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Alan? Alan? What's the other one? Ayla. I'm, I'm going to try and remember that. Probably won't. Probably won't. Cool. Wait a minute. Craig wants to say something. Jeff wants to say something already before I've done my monologue. All right, go ahead. Only because it's uh, my anniversary. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> this, this is the honor of the Lord and what Joe, Joe was talking about. When, when he was talking about begotten, we, we don't, we think, okay, well, he's God's only, no, he's his chosen. He's set apart. He's not the firstborn. But we always think of it as just, okay, Adam. No, sons of God. So when we go to uh, Job 38, and God's starting to talk to Job. It's like, where were you when the morning, you know, when I heard the foundations? But this says, or who laid the cornerstone, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Those sons of God were watching creation. Jesus is chosen over those sons of God in the heavenlies. <laughs> we're watching creation because he's God's only begotten one. That's really powerful. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. They're all watching. All heaven's watching as he creates this. Wow. Amen. Amen. Jeff Klein. I just wanted to say Brutus is a nut. Uh, God was watching when that idiot marched in the sodomite parade in downtown Columbus. I lost you there. Say that again, Jeff. It said, Brutus is a nut. Oh! God was watching when Brutus marched in the sodomite parade. That's right. That's right. I'm just done with him. Yeah. That, that's a whole show on its own. And why we're, why we're so anxious to promote homoism. It, it's just, golly, golly, golly. All right. All right. Let me, let me jump into this. I'm, I'm, I'm torn this morning because I got two great things to talk about. Two really, really good things. And uh, I guess I'm because yesterday, remember, I said, you guys don't you guys don't even know the difference between preterism and dispensationalism and um, Arminianism. You don't even, you don't even know the difference. And you don't. And I don't either. I didn't. I mean, I'm learning it. And to think that the average person, M- Michelle and I were married. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny, for throwing that up. Look, look, can you guys see that on the screen? Are we back to the point where we can screen share and everything? That's me right there. Me. That's me flying the coop from religion to freedom in Christ. Amen on that one, man. Amen. We were married in a Catholic church. Lost as lost as lost as lost could get. And, and when I got born again, me, she got born again first. I didn't know it. When I got born again, wow, I got that cage opened. And more and more and more and more understand that whether we want to admit it or not, the Bible is very, very clear that anytime you get involved in what we would call organized religion, it's a trap, folks. It's a trap. Jesus saved his harshest words, his harshest words for church leaders. You know that, don't you? He saved his harshest words for a 
for a religious system that was void of power, actually void of him. And I don't know if you know this or not, the word Ichabod, Jonathan, I'll see how quick you are again on that one. Ichabod, I talked about that the other day. The word Ichabod, the, written over the doorpost was the word Ichabod. Ichabod, of course, it doesn't show up. Jonathan, see if you can just do it in, a, in, a, in, I don't know. Ichabod means the spirit has departed. Spirit has departed. There it is. What, is, what does Ichabod mean? Johnny, I'm going to send you, I'll send you a $5 tip. When the tidings of the disastrous defeat of the Israelites in a battle against the Philistines near Mizpah were carried to Shiloh, the wife of Phinehas was near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed. And in her great distress, she regarded not the woman that stood by her and named the child that was born Ichabod, meaning the glory is departed from Israel. Ichabod. With that word on her lips, she died. And, boy, this sounds so judgmental. I don't mean it to be. Boy, the Spirit has departed so many churches in America. So many churches. And we just go through rote religion. We don't even, we don't, we don't even, we're supposed to study to show ourselves approval. Come on, let's be honest. We don't know. We don't know. Hell, we don't even know what preterism is and dispensationalism and uh, uh, what's that other one called? Arminianism. All of, folks, all of them, man-made, created doctrines. You understand that? All of them. Somebody, some man said, "Well, this is what the this is what the Bible teaches," and they laid it out. And that over. Oh, I, look, I don't want to get, I don't want to get buried on that. I got some good stuff I want to show you as we get going here. Uh, yeah, okay, Lord, I, I heard you. I'm going to do that. Hold up. Yesterday, Sheila Holm came in here, and she spoke to us about Mike Pence re- receiving that coin. Do you guys remember that? We were talking about the Masons yesterday, and Sheila sent me the video. I'm, I don't know how many of you have ever seen this. This is Mike Pence on the day that he decided that he was going to not allow the American election to be put on hold so they could make sure it was right. This is only about 36 seconds short. First of all, I want you to watch him fist bump Pelosi. And then watch some of what they give him. Watch this. Go ahead. Sorry, it froze up there. Hang on with us. Go back to go back to the. Maybe she got to look his hand. Watch his hand. Yeah, start right there, John. Watch Pelosi come in. Oh, she does this first. Shake hands. What's going on there? What's going on? What's going on? Wow. Wow. Thank you. And there she comes. Oh, she's this bumping him, huh? Huh? Uh, you tell me we don't have wicked people in charge of America, huh? I don't know what that coin is. Sheila could tell us what that coin is, but I can tell you this. It ain't good. It ain't good. And what does Mike Pence run as? Why, he runs as a good Christian man who will never, ever meet 
He'll never meet with a woman one-on-one. -on -one. He's the most righteous man ever. Sells us down the highway. Cool. All right. So, all right, Kevin, I know you got something to say about this before I get into it. Go ahead. Well, my question is maybe almost just as important. Who was the man that handed him the coin? I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. Good question. Who is the man that handed him the coin? Why did he hand him the coin? I'm, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Does anybody look at that and see bandits? Like masked men robbing the stagecoach? <laughs> That's what I see when I see those guys. They were, they were doing it right in front of us, and we, could, we couldn't even get what's going on. So last Sunday, Steve Deck was here, and uh, uh, we went to uh, Pastor Tom Gill, went to church of Pastor Tom's, and uh, Pastor Tom uh, did a presentation, and he spoke about the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And uh, uh, it really, really hit with me. And I thought, again, does anybody know what that is? Anybody hear the deeds of the Nicolaitans were? Which, by the way, look at this. Revelation 2, verse 6. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And then he repeats it a few verses later. So thou hast also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. So if God hates something, <laughs> would it maybe be a good idea if we figured out exactly what that thing was that he hated? Huh? That'd be, that'd be good, wouldn't it? God, God specifically says, I hate that. I hate that deeds. Deeds, right? <clears throat> I don't know if I want to read all this. I don't know if I want to take all the time to read all this, because this is this is this is relatively let me bear with me a second, okay? Bear with me. I was, sometimes I mark these things I'm going to say, well, let's read this part, let's read this part, let's read this part. Oh, my goodness. All right, just stay with her. When on the island of Patmos, John saw the mystery of the Lord's right hand. He saw seven candlesticks. He saw the destiny of Christianity as a religion, what it would be like. The Lord commanded the first church, church at Ephesus because they hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Christ said, John, I'm sorry, John said, good job, Ephesus. You hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Anybody? I'm going to stop right there. In Pergamos, the third church, these deeds had become accepted practice with doctrine which the Lord hated. The name Nicolaitans appears as a core aspect of recognizing the fallen condition in the churches. Understanding that name sheds the light of, of, of reality upon the history and destiny of Christian nations. Are you, you with me so far, folks? This is really important that we get this. To understand the doctrine and the deeds of these Nicolaitans, one must understand the word Nicolaitan comes from two words, meaning Nikeo, which means to rule over, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps, or to conquer. And Laos, which means the laity. So Nicolaitan means what? To conquer the people. The Lord hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. What do the nation Nicolaitans do? Why, they 
They rule over the people. Put these definitions together, you get a domineering ruling class within the body of Christ. Some places you might call that an elder board. Can anybody else say amen out there? Any of my friends out there say amen? See what I'm talking yeah. about? Right? And remember, Paul said, I hate that. Because why? That was the exact same thing of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, wasn't it? Wasn't it the exact same thing? And weren't we warned in 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 uh, the book of Jude that evil men were going to creep in unaware and they were going to change the truth of God into a lie and they're going to worship and serve the creature, build these great big mega churches where you aren't even can't even meet the pastor, you're just giving money, you get the national media uh, ministry and money. Po- Is anybody tracking? I am. I am. So you put those definitions together, you get a domineering ruling class within the body of Christ, whose main agenda is to get the upper hand, conquer, subordinate, subdue those who they considered laity as less gifted, less knowledgeable, and less qualified. Who are you to question the elder board? Who are you? Oh, my goodness. In the religious history of Christianity, those called clergy have dominated the laity, forming church hierarchies that have ruled over mass numbers of believing people. I'm going to stop right there. Here's a chance for you to say, Coach, man, are my eyes opening. You can go ahead and say that right now if you want to. You don't have to. My goodness, Coach. In the in the book of Revelation, John tells us he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. He hates those who rule over the laity. Are you kidding me? Jesus said he hated the deeds and doctrines of the Nicolaitans, that which is exalting the clergy over the laity. These classifications of rulers among the Lord's people have been in league with many religious orders of the world as they were gathered and examined at pagan Rome. The Christian clergy class at Rome dominated the teachings about God for the people. You weren't even allowed to have a Bible. The lay of the old Roman Empire, the clergy exalted themselves to offices of authority where the laity were abused and obliged. By the way, you're the laity. You're the laity. I'm the laity. Just us common folk. We're just the laity. We ain't nothing. We don't get to get up on the stage. By the way, have you noticed very few churches have an altar anymore? They have a podium. The clergy exalted themselves to offices of authority where the laities were abased and obligated to support them. When the scripture was locked up in the Latin language, oh yeah, the ministers of Roman churches eventually became the only source of authority. Are you with me? The rest of us poor folk became just the uninformed sheep who needed to follow the church leaders, the bishops, the priests, because they were far holier than anybody else. Betty, the country club church. By the way, Lord hates he told us he hated. He told us that, right? When the great spiritual moves of God in the early church were accepted by Imperial Rome, the Nicolaitans moved to take over the move of God in the churches. Do you see this? Anytime wildfire breaks out in a church, anybody know what happens? What happens? <laughs> Somebody comes and squirts a water hose on it, right? We don't do that here, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. Some of the church leaders of Pergamon reached conclusions that Christian lady now needed the teachings of their pope. And they need hired clergy. They need the hiring of Balaam's teachers who taught people wrong messages. They prevailed until the early church held the teachings of the Nicolaitans. 
The candlestick fell into the fleshly efforts of religious Christianity. Betty, there's a good place to say, boom. Candlestick boom. church fell into fleshly efforts of religious Christianity. Boom. Becoming the mother of harlots spoken of in Revelation. Oh, yeah, they became a Jezebel system that led his people astray. They built up church organizations that now represent the Christian people to the world as they reach Nicolotian conclusions to increase the defense of their more cohesive, cohesive church structure. Anybody, anybody say boom to me? Huh? I, I look at the phony church system. Huh? So I'm not the first guy to hate it. I'm not the first guy to hate that phony church system. Now, scrolling up, Johnny. You have a beautiful family, John. Sorry I didn't ask about your family before. <clears throat> Empowered Nicolaitans conclude it is their imperative to take measures to protect, <laughs> protect their church from certain extremes that prey on the immature. You might develop false doctrines and false deeds. Thank good you, God you got those good elder boards that don't believe in the Holy Spirit and they're not going to let any of that. Oh, no, we're not going to let any of that. We're going to protect the church. Lord hates this. The pit of religious wolves is deep. But in these decisive moments, the long arm of religious flesh blasphemy reached out. School up, Johnny. In the name of the Lord put its clammy hand to the beautiful works God has begun by script, by spirit. I'm going to tell you this. If you're looking at me right now and you have, an, you have an anointed message from God and you want to carry it to your church leadership, does anybody know what's going to happen? Anybody know what's going to happen if you show up with an idea? I know what's going to happen. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. The Lord hates it, by the way. Now much, now much religious effort has been organizing, getting systemized right in the church, candlestick church. The doctrines and the deeds of the Nicolaitans, Nicolaitans was right there where Satan's throne was in Pergamos. That ancient liar was empowered to bring forth a worldwide apostate church. World, I'm sorry. Being a, under a man, a pope a man-made order of priests, a religious system, Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, Presbyterian. Anybody tracking? This became a corrupt order of priests, still lording over the people sitting in the pew, holding them to the darkness in which they were inaugurated, or their job was to keep you from the Holy Spirit. Well-established churches have religious falsehoods through the leadership's teachings. What a mystery is the seven stars in the hand of the Lord. Christ is in the midst of the candlestick. But men have used the carnal mind of man to rule by fleshly means. They built systems that sought to represent Christ to the world, to protect, they claimed, by keeping control of God's work. Did anybody ever try to go to a pastor and he squashed a good idea that you had? Anybody, anybody out there? Oh, you couldn't have a good idea. You're just a lay person. You just pay your tithes and shut up. Wow. Then supposedly to keep it pure, to safeguard it, to preserve and maintain the status quo, they kept out all 
who they judge as not worthy. That as soon as any man or group of men put their hand to God's move, the anointing lifts and the work is formed into the former fallen churches of Babylon, where the glory has departed. By the way, Randy, are you out there? Are you out there today, Randy? You missed us yesterday. I'm going to give you a spanking. Yeah, that's okay. Randy, yeah. That's what Randy's doing with his staking. That's, this is exactly what Randy's doing. And Randy, if you go to the churches, you go to the organized churches, and you try to sell them on this idea, are they going to bite? No, 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 they're not going to bite. Why? Because uh, Pastor Billy Bob and his elder board, uh, uh, don't think that's appropriate, Randy. Right? Come on. It's not so in the their candles- scope, Coach. It's not in their scope. Not in their scope. And the candlestick churches have been overrun with this, where there is no quickening of the Holy Spirit anymore. Oh, man, this, I'm telling you about goosebumps flying up and down me. Every meeting deadened, organized, structure, controlled, systemized. When's the last time you had a Holy Ghost breakout in a Presbyterian church or a Lutheran church? The result is just going through the motions of what once was a beautiful outpouring of the spiritual truth that brought life and light when it was quickened by the Spirit of the Lord. The Nicolaitan concept gained authority in latter rain movements showing up after every revival. Jesus still has been in the midst of the candlestick and his spirit revealing more after every move of God's spirit from Christianity's early days until now. Scroll down, Johnny. Paul clearly warned us about the teachings of the human caprice, the craftiness that turns things into systems. That we should all attain to the unity of the faith the realization of the Son of God to a mature man, all of us, to the measure of the statue of the complete complement of the Christ, that we may by no means still be minors surging hither and thither and being carried about by every wind, teaching by human caprice and craftiness with a view to the systemizing of the deception. Randy, give me a thumbs up. This is unbelievable, isn't it? This is unbelievable. And folks, the deception is death. But it seems this mystery is still not understood very well among churchgoers. Sonship and kingdom people. I'm a kingdom person. I'm a kingdom person. I honor the man standing in the pulpit, but he ain't no more anointed than me. Wow. Sonship and kingdom people, however, recognize the spirit of the Nick. Nick. Sonship and kingdom people. That'd be you. That'd be y'all. That'd be y'all. What they, you sonship and kingdom people, however, they recognize the spirit of the Nicolaitans and changes to adapt from time to time. But the basic compact concepts remain the same. Whatever the phraseology or methodology, the deeds and the doctrines of the Nicolaitans are a false set of ministers using tradition, traditional falsehoods to control people for their own gain. Hey, boom, Vinny! Boom. Boom. A mature Christian should grow in spiritual wisdom to recognize the crafty ways of human religionists working in the Lord's house. Mature Christians should grow to see by divine illumination the sovereign guidance of God. My granddaughter was sitting there. She's not even two years old. She's sitting here last night and that little toy. I wish I could show it. Wish it. And you pull the string on this toy and you let go of it and it 
makes the sound of an animal. It spins and lands on an animal, makes the sound of the animal. And she kept pulling on it and wouldn't let go of it. I say, Coco, let go of it. Let go of it. She'd pull it and hang on to it and it wouldn't make any noise. And so I, I'd pull it and she hold it. And I slapped her hand. I said, let go of it. And it'd slide back in and spin. Oh, she'd just smile, just smile. And then she'd grab it again. She'd hold it. No, let go of it. Let go of it. Let go. She let go of it. And it'd spin. Woo, 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 woo. So she, are you tracking with me? And by the end of the day, she knew how to do that. I didn't have to pull the string for her anymore. I taught her how to pull the string. Uh, you get it? You get it? Are they teaching you how to pull the string? Or are they pulling the string for you? Are they telling you you're not qualified? You can't do it? Who who anointed you? Where did you go to school? Where did you learn that? Huh, what? Oh, yeah. The truth is Christianity today is made up of religious systems of men ruling in the churches of today. Jesus is on the outside of the lukewarm church that is wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. They can't even stand up for unborn children being slaughtered. Knocking for those who can hear his voice. He's coming to us now, feeding us from another level. Randy Lunsford is being fed from another level. Craig Mickle is being fed from another level. Are you you with me? Huh? Oh, yeah, they're, they're eating a, a higher table of truth has unfolded of the kingdom, a kingdom not established on mere human ideas or authorities. Wow. Overcomers, that'd be me and you and Betty and Glenn and Dale. Overcomers come out of the proper accepted traditional methods of worship to mature and hear the Lord's counsel to come out, to buy refined gold, which is understanding, and gain eyesight to see. Who no longer clothed by the mysterious Babylonian orders, nor marked as being in fellowship with Mystery Babylon or the leaders of Mystery Babylon. I did not exclude myself from the list of leaders who should not be followed. The burden of our message is to point everyone to Jesus. Let of God's spirit into the most personal, real relationship we can have with God as our Father through faith in Christ Jesus. Seeing Jesus as being with, seeing Jesus as being what we may become enables us to receive the infallibility of God's spirit, so that God is now writing the truth of sonship on our spirit, not some guy standing in the pulpit controlled by an elder board. Boom. Men saw power over others. By the way, the Lord hates this. Men saw power over others and lie in church meetings to take control. Mostly men ruled who got a following and believe Christian people still go here and they're following the man of the hour. For centuries, powerful church leaders have had little tolerance for anyone who persisted in holding up the truth as they were excommunicated with burning stakes. You go talk to your pastor about masks and closing down the church. See what kind of response you get. The religious ranks of Christian history is swollen with many power-grabbing authoritarians. It's not confined just to denominations, but it appears whenever and wherever blessed yet prideful men gather. Though sincere, men rise and fight for dominant 
authority. Boom! There's a good boom, Betty. Good place to boom. Boom. Those sincere, those sincere men rise and fight for dominant authority. With the deeds of the Nicolaitans resurgent under various titles and guises, such as shepherd, bishop, prophet. Right? But still the great error that the Lord hates, and we should also hate it. It has sapped the life out of every refreshing move of God in the candlestick churches, as well as the latter rain saints. When asked, where do you go to church? I reply that we are brothers in the body of Christ outside every church camp. And the Lord is our pastor. God's ranks of overcoming people who've been called out of the candlestick churches, called up and elected to be thoroughly washed from the air saturating the apostate church systems. Their men speak by rote and ridiculous absurdities, assimilated by the clergy of a religious Babylon. How astounded some Christians are to discover their cherished church teachings and hallowed practices are not found in the Bible. Wow. Much has been unwittingly assumed to be right. Well, many of these Bible teachings and doctrines are, in fact, at present, hated by Jesus. He hates it. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees and the pastors and the elder boards have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that tell you, do and observe, do not do according to their deeds. Don't you do what they do. For they say things and do not do them. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves, they ain't going to go out to the street and stand up against the transgender. (laughs) They ain't going to do it. In fact, if you do it, they'll boot you out of the church probably. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men. Huh? Yeah. Well, they stand up and preach about it. How about it? For they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels of their garments. They get ordained this and get to be called that and get to do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you noticed Have you noticed these big-time star pastors open their pulpits up to other star pastors? Has anybody noticed that but me? For they, brought, they love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the churches, and respectful greetings in the marketplaces, and being called apostle, rabbi, prophet, by men. But do not call, but do not be called rabbi. Because you got one teacher, and you are all brothers. I ain't bigger than Dale. Dale ain't bigger than Randy. Randy ain't bigger than Mark. Mark ain't bigger than Kevin. Kevin ain't bigger than Betty. 
that he ain't bigger than Johnny Bonnie. Huh? No. But do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father. Do not, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, well. This is one of the points I'm trying to make. The office's fivefold ministry are duties that you can flow in and out of. You can be a pastor. You can be an evangelist. You can be a teacher. You can be a prophet. Do you understand? Prophet? Huh? Evangelist? No. Prophet? I'm sorry. Apostle? Prophet? Evangelist? Pastor? Teacher? You can be, you can be all of those, depending on where you are. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one's your father. He who is in heaven, do not be called leaders, for one is your leader. That is Christ. Am I done? No. Beloved saints who heed the call to come up hither, hoping to reign with Christ, uh uh-uh, become submitted to the authority of God's spirit. These are receiving the spirit of truth from the shepherd of Israel, who himself leads his church. He alone can bring us into the fullness of life and immortality of his kingdom order. There's only one head in the body of Christ, the man Christ Jesus. And we sincerely learn how to be gathering together unto him, it will stop the aging process in us as it conquered death in Jesus who is alive forevermore. Boy, that's powerful, isn't it? So Jesus now holds the key to our death resulting from our hellish deeds that are worthy of a grave. He is a king of secret things, yet he himself is mercy. The truth is, he has words that work eternal life into us. All true ministries in the body of Christ bear his signal marks. His distinctive mindset. He speaks the truth in love that exposes our past errors and forgives what we have done. Reapers do not draw his followers after themselves, but do become expert harvesters for a new day. We do not call men father as mature Christians are called out of the religious system to truly know the Lord for ourselves. God himself will be be with us, fathering us, and he will sup with the Lord and he with us until we, in the utter abandonment upon his loving care, find ourselves digging deep into the storehouse of God's treasures. Folks, individual, you, not a religious system. Wisdom will unfold the mysteries as knowledge of it as sweet when taught by his spirit. Friends, the Holy Spirit will teach you. Get on your lawnmower and go have a conversation with him. You don't need need some guy standing in the pulpit to teach you. Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. At his banqueting table are fat things, wine well refined. He spread a table before us in the presence of our enemies to lead us to and through green pastures and to reveal fountains of living water flowing to strengthen our inner spiritual man. Our Father causes multitudes of his true sons and daughters to find rest beside his cooling streams of wisdom and unspeakable riches of his wonder. Wow. Surely all those drawn to the glories of the spiritual Mount Zion are close to the Lord and they know him best are more deeply conformed to his image. We're thankful for all the help we've received in the candlestick churches, though through 
every vessel he encourages onward and upward toward our true home, homeland. God draws us step by step into that deeper understanding and better relationship with him as our father. He knows we are in need of paying the price to receive sealing emulations within our spirit. I'm about done. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. In the church, folks. There's been plenty of dishonor coming from the churches of Christ. The deeds and doctrines of the Nicolaitans have been subverting Christianity for 2,000 years to a form of hierarchical structures of denominational and non-denational church systems. The subversion has grown into a monster, exercising authority over the souls of Christian men and women. Oh, churches have bowed down to church codes of conduct until they're limited, confused, and stuck in organizations that are mixed with worldly ideas and methods. These twist the truth to establish domination by expanding a spiritual government that often unknowingly despises God's work (laughs) because they've taken over the leadership of his spirit. Without change, Laodicean church leaders will inevitably forfeit a rewarding development of speaking as the Lord's mouth. They will continually be unable to speak for the Lord as his mouthpiece. Why? Because I will spit you out of my mouth, Revelation says. Boom. In contrast, sons are being established. Randy, sons are being established in the current revelation of Jesus. Understanding what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And he that have well, I'm goosebumping. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Jesus did not say he hath an ear, let him hear what the Bible says. Christians are not going to hear what the Spirit says as long as they are only Bible-oriented. We thank God for the Scriptures, for they testify of him and of his great plans. The Scriptures disclose his hidden purposes to us as we hear what his Spirit says about it. We who are taught by his spirit will become spirit-oriented, spirit-led Christians. We are sons made to be priests and kings of God who are not just church members, but members of a godly government, a kingdom. God, this is good. We humans can hear words and sounds with the natural ears, and it makes sense to us. It seems right. Scripture states that there's another ear. There's an inner ear, a spiritual ear, a hearing of the Spirit. He was quick to hear with his inner ear. We'll hear the truth from the Lord's mouth. What? Oh, yeah. We know him in Mount Zion where our spiritual ear is quickened within us to know how to be happy son or daughter of God. Natural sound has vibrations in the air around us with unseen waves. These cause vibrations that strike the inner ear and alerts transmission to the brain, which interprets in us as something understood. Scroll down, Johnny. What a marvel is hearing with a natural ear, much more so with a spiritual ear. He that have an ear, let him hear. Says vast multitudes of believers need to truly hear knowledgeable words about reconciliation, sonship, and the kingdom of God. Oh my goodness. I've been attending many meetings and ended up going away saying, 
that was good. I really enjoyed that. But there needs to be a word beyond the spoken words that penetrates the inner spiritual ear spoken as the oracle of God. When this happens, we have truly met the Lord because the revelation of Jesus Christ comes by the Spirit. He has promised to appear like lightning more and more. When Jesus taught people, he emphasized their need to hear his word. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made both of them. He that have an ear, let him hear. We Christians have spiritual ears of our Father. Our fathers have been able to give to us. The Lord creates many levels of hearing ears. And our own spirit is a hearing ear of a living creature that has been part, that has saved us, aligned us, to manifest God as Son. I hope this matter of hearing what overcoming the candlestick church means is thrilling to you. Please realize that God has, ele has elected to seal all his sons with a hearing ear. And one that hears what the Spirit says to the churches. We're called to understand those divine degrees being sealed with the ears that are receptive and understanding. God hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. God hates the controlling, domineering, dominant church. God hates it, folks. He hates it. God hates it. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. You don't need the approval of some elder board. The Holy Spirit can speak. What was it? What was it that the centurion said? I'm a man under authority. I understand. God tells me to go, I go. He tells me to come, I come. So I can tell you're a man under authority. So if the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you really got to go get the elder board to vote on it? Where'd that come from? Man, I'm about out of time. I can't believe it. Janine, quickly. Sorry, sorry for the monologue today. No, I'm not. Go ahead, Janine. It's absolutely wonderful what you said. Uh, the um, church, the, the Christ is waiting um, for his church to become that perfect bride. And the manifestation the of, of the sons of God. The yeah. whole creation groaneth for the manifestations of the sons in, of God. In James, he tells us what is pure religion. It says to visit the orphans and the widows. And what are the widows? Spiritually, they're without a husband. The, and the orphans are without a husband too. You and I are supposed to uh, visit or um, preach the word of God in spirit and in truth. But the church has taken it. Oh, we've got to go to the widows and the orphans and we'll give them some food and clothe and whatever. <laughs> we should be clothing them with the word of God and preparing them as the bride of Amen. Christ. Amen. Oh my goodness. John, come on in. Then Dale, quickly. Hey, thanks, Coach. I know you're going to wrap it up here, but uh, let me just read the definition, the short definition of, and, and this word appears only twice, in, and it's in the book of Revelation. The, the short definition of what this means is destruction of people. A sect mentioned in Revelation 2, 6, and 15, who were charged with holding the error of Balaam, casting a stumbling block before the church of God, by upholding the liberty of eating things sacrificed by idols, as well as committing fornication. Amen, John. Amen. I th hey, you ever stop and think how adulterous you are to Christ? How many things you put before Christ? Think about that, that dead church that you spent your whole life in. 
Think how many things they put ahead of freedom in Christ. Don't ever forget, God hates, God hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.